All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Just after 5 o'clock, it is the Jason Greger Show here on Sports 1440 and Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook channels. Connor Halley, Juan Gretz, and Brandon Douglas with you here. The show, as always, brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca. Remember, if you play, use your game sense. We're here in the Ewell studio. We're about to get to the spec report. Uh, I'm going to start off with a very serious question for spec. This segment always brought to you by GS Construction. They are always looking for good people. Go to Indeed.com and send them your resume if you want to work for a great company with a wonderful culture and good benefits. Indeed.com and look up GS Construction. Mark Spector of Roger Sportsnet joining us now. Spec, how are you doing today? Awesome. It's Friday afternoon. New Year's weekend coming up. Everything's good, man. How about you? I cannot complain. Like you said, positive Friday here. We're through another work week, and it was nice in uh, only three days. Now we got the long weekend. Uh, Spec, I got to ask you, you're a veteran of the road trip here. So if you had a day off in Southern California in between, you know, Ducks and Kings games, what would you do? What would I do? Well, let's think this through. They're in L.A., so they're staying down at somewhere near – Staples Center or whatever we call it these days, uh, L.A. Live area. What would I do? I don't know. Like, L.A. is not as much fun as you think because you got to drive a long ways to do everything. I wouldn't be looking if, – if I knew ahead I had a night off there, I'd be looking around for a concert. That's what I'd be doing. Okay, that's a good one. I'd say, who's playing at Hollywood Bowl or is there a concert somewhere? I mean, yeah, you can go find tickets to a Lakers game. Maybe they're playing. Okay, okay. Uh, but that's it's kind of an event town. Like there's other towns where I'd say if I'm in Chicago, I'm going to a blues bar. For you know, if I'm in New York, there's a restaurant and maybe some other place I want to see. L.A., you're kind of looking for an event. That's what I'm doing. Is L.A. looking for an event? 
So I said I would go to Disneyland or California Adventure, and I was openly yep. mocked. So you wouldn't be doing that then? Well, maybe, like, there is, for see, there's no day off when you're on the road with a team. You get the night off. You don't get the day, right? they got to practice today. So you got to go to practice, and you got to pound out a column of some type or do some work. So you don't have the whole day to go to Disneyland, my friend. you got to actually work for the company that's paying for your trip. you get that part? Well, I mean, no, I don't get that part. I'm in radio spec. I would uh, just have the day off, and I'd go to Disneyland, and I'd like yeah. make a podcast and BS about it. You know, Say I was down there at yeah, the rink. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, and unrealistic all at the same time. Oh, that's why I'm not on the road, and that's why they'll never send me on the road. Uh, spec. We saw the Edmonton Oilers last night out in San Jose get the job done. 5 nothing victory. Uh, I mean, now we take it into Los Angeles, and we'll see what they can do against the Kings, a team that will certainly be a tougher task. Uh, what do you think they have to do carry over into this game to uh, try and pick up the two points, uh, a big two points in that Pacific Division? Well, they're really they're playing. They're starting to roll out the same game every night, right? I mean, they won eight, then they lost three. Okay, it's, you get stale after you win eight. But, you know, they're really starting to play a solid game of hockey here. They're not bleeding chances the way they were at the start of the year. The goaltending is every bit good enough. Like, we're not talking after every morning game about how they had the second best goalie on the ice. You know, they're, they're the guys that are supposed to be producing by and large, like Drysaddle's getting her going here, McLeod's showing up. You know, that first line, when they get on the ice, they control the puck. So, I guess my point would be I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you get a good effort out of this team in L.A. and in Anaheim, and that effort beats the Anaheim Ducks nine nights out of ten, and the L.A. Kings are really good. You know, do you win on Saturday? I mean, let's play the game and see. But what I don't see is, a you know, a 6-1 game or a team that doesn't show up or, you know, something untoward. This Oilers team, they found a groove here, man, and that tells me they'll be a, a tough opponent for the Kings on Saturday. We've seen Ryan McLeod really take steps these last three games, four goals. Is it as simple as saying he's found some confidence, or is there more to it? Well, I don't know. What do you think? Like, all these points are coming as a winger, right? Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? You know, is he a more confident player because they, they put winger next to his name instead of center? <laughs> like, really? I, they always say it doesn't really matter what position you're playing when you're in the offensive zone. It's in the defensive zone where, you know, a center has different responsibilities than a winger. So if you're scoring more, who cares what you're, whether you're a winger or a center? So all I know is I see a guy that's hanging on to the puck now and skating with it, uh, a guy that's not just getting rid of it, a guy that looks like he wants more. So I know that he's more confident, Connor. I can't tell you why he's more confident, but there's no question that he is. Uh, Stuart Skinner coming off the shutout had a couple big saves in crucial moments in that game. Have you noticed a change in, in his game, his attitude, the way he's played, or could it be just a, a product of stronger defensive systems? Yeah, the team in front of him. Like when the goals go in, it's not because he had absolutely no, you know, there's not three or four a night that he's got no chance on. That's the difference here. Generally speaking, he's got a chance to stop most most of the opportunities because they're not – you know, wide open two-on-one cross-ice tap-ins. They're not, you know, a guy shooting at them uncontested from six feet away, right? The the chance the guys have less time shooting at them. Their angles aren't as good, and they're not as wide open, and they don't have as much time. So, yeah, Stuart Skinner looks better, and he's, he's sort of, you know, he's greeted that defensive system with a really strong game. I can't think of the last one that went in where I thought, eh, 
that one wasn't very good. So, you know, it every goaltending, every goaltender is a product of the team in front of them. I don't care who's playing goal that we haven't played for their first 14, 15 games. didn't matter. Uh, now, right, now they've got a team that's, that's playing proper hockey. If the goaltending's not good enough now, then, yeah, you better go get a new goalie. But all of a sudden, right, the goaltending might look like it's sort of good enough, doesn't it? It's, there's nothing wrong with the goaltending at this point. We're joined by Mark Spector here on the Jason Greger Show, brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca. And uh, the Edmonton Oilers heading to Los Angeles, taking on the Kings tomorrow night, and then the Anaheim Ducks on Sunday back-to-back games down in Southern California. Uh, When you look at this LA Kings team, Spec, obviously it's going to be quite the jump, and they're playing some good hockey right now. Uh, And we've seen these two teams meet in the playoffs the last two years with the Oilers being victorious, so you're starting to get that rivalry brew. Uh, Are you expecting it to be a spirited affair tomorrow night down in LA? Yeah, I don't uh LA, you know, they're they're really good. They're really good and you know, if we look I mean Saturday night will just be two good teams playing and you know, they'll always have a chip on their shoulder cuz Evan has kicked them out of the playoffs for 2 years and I think the Oilers want to prove that yeah, we're 14 points behind you but uh we're every bit as good as you are. So I think it's a perfect match. Uh I would say that, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs here. Like where are the Oilers going to finish? Are they going to make the playoffs? Are they going to have to go through the central? Right? There's every chance of that as a wild card team. But I would, if I'm the Oilers and I could pick a team that I don't want to play in the playoffs right now, at least the first round or two, to me it's the LA Kings. Like you vanquished them twice and they were tight series that could have gone either way. Uh, I don't love your chances of beating that team for a third time in a row. What do you think? No, no. I mean, I, I would have told you that last year too. I I was obviously wrong, but I thought maybe you want the the Vegas Golden Knights in that first round series instead of the Kings because I I think they've got a lot of potential. They've only added uh, getting better, and uh, you know they're yeah. getting good goaltending out of Cam Talbot as well. So yeah, I, I think that right now uh, that, that LA Kings team, and I think they're third in the Pacific, but they've got games in hand they'll need to make up. It's going to be a tough one for the Oilers, and then they've got the Anaheim Ducks on Sunday. That'll be an interesting game, two games and two nights, but obviously travel shouldn't be the biggest factor. Uh, Spec, we, earlier on in this show, and we got a lot of feedback out of this one, uh, the Oilers Cup run back in 2006, uh, Game 7. Do you remember the atmosphere, the vibes in that game when the Oilers lost? Uh, because a lot of people here still remember it quite vividly, and the, the emotion, it, it's taken over. We're hearing a lot of cr- people uh, crying, and maybe if you were at that game, you witnessed that. Well, I mean, the game was in Carolina, so there wasn't a lot of people crying, at least around me. Um, you know, I, I mean, I guess, like, uh, give me some context. People are talking about what it was like in Edmonton, what well, it was like in their living room when they were watching the game. What are they saying? Well, I'll let Wanye tell his story. Well, again, I just already broke my heart on the own spec. I got dumped that night by my girlfriend who said, why are you still crying? It's one in the morning. That game was hours ago. <laughs> and I was still crying. And she's like, we're done. And I'm like, I hope this is rock bottom. I don't know how much worse things can get for me right now. Wow. She dumped you. Hey, whatever became of her? I don't know. I assume she went on to lead a rich and full life. She had excellent taste and could sense doom. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it's sad times. I don't know. Your boyfriend's crying five hours. How old were you at that point, Juan? You 25. Like 25 good years. Yeah, I'd have dumped you too if I was there. So. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it was yesterday, Spec. I'll tell you. No question. I was. The, my memories are, are sort of different because I was at the, you know, at the game in Carolina, and the sadness that I saw was in the Oilers dressing room. I had a chance, and a, you know, that was my job to go in there and talk to guys. And 
it was hard, man. I thought I remember sitting with Ethan Morrill, and he was, you know, they asked for a little more time. Like it wasn't like they usually let you right away and you get your quotes. And the guy said, "Hey, give us some time in here." And by the time I got in, I remember I was sitting with Ethan Morrill, and he had been crying for sure. And he was, you know, he was just he was decimated. Like he knew that this was in his career, and he had a good career, right? But this was probably the only chance, the last and best chance to win the Stanley Cup, and he hadn't won, and he was decimated. And the one quote that I remember, you guys, was from Sean Horkoff. And he said to me after the game, he said, I left it all out there, Stanley Cup Game 7, it was an honor to play in it. Wow. And I thought, man, I've used that quote a few times since. I thought, that is a strong quote right yeah. there. Good memories, good memories. <laughs> it's an honor. It's an honor to play in that game for those guys. That's cool. That is, that is. Well, Speck, uh, thank you for that story. We appreciate it. Uh, There's been a few people. One came in on our Facebook chat here, uh, and I believe it was from OJ saying they cried behind O'Burns after game seven. (laughs) Went went and hid, cried in the back alley there. So You know uh, what's sad? I I went for a beer downtown after the game. I found myself, uh, me and Bob Stauffer. He wasn't really working for the team yet, I don't think. I can't remember what he was doing, but I don't think he was. But anyway, we go downtown to Raleigh for a beer, and we go some joint. I don't know where we were. We sit out. We have a bite deep. We're having a beer. You wouldn't have known that there was a hockey game played that night, let alone a Stanley Cup one. Like, no one was celebrating. No one was cheering. There wasn't any horn honking. It was like, whatever, won the Stanley Cup. So what are we doing now? And part I thought, man. Part of the crying spec for me that uh, night, I kept saying over and over, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. While, like, huge sobs were coming out of me. And I know that they had to pay their employees to go to their cup parade. I knew that. What? Yeah. And it just went around the arena. That was the cup parade. They just went around the arena parking lot. And I don't know if I knew that then and I was just crying or just sort of assuming, but they don't deserve it. So you're in Carolina. You can't even tell they won the Stanley Cup. They don't we got to see if we can somehow change this game after the fact. It's been 17 years. Can we reverse it somehow? Yeah, don't be Donald. Don't go all Donald Trump on this thing, right? Is it, the game's lost. You can't phony it up and change it into a win. That's fair, Speck. Sorry. That's a fair statement. Sorry. <laughs> that was it. Speck, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, glad to have you on the station this year. Look forward to doing it many times in 2024. And a happy new year to you and the family. And Happy New Year to you guys. Have a wicked time on, what night's New Year? Sunday night? Sunday night. Sunday night. Have a great Sunday night and uh, uh, Advil-filled Monday morning. (laughs) And uh, all our listeners out there, let's get after it this weekend. Have a great time. Be responsible in all those things. And uh, we'll all talk on, what, Tuesday? Tuesday we'll do that. Okay, sounds good. Take care, Spec. There you go. Mark Spector, 4GS Construction. If you want to work for a great company with a wonderful culture and good benefits, Indeed.com, look up GS Construction. That's the, probably the saddest part about that, is that you go to rally, go for a beer after the game, and it's just like a chill night in town. Edmonton would have maybe burned down. The best kind of burned down. In a good way. With joy. Yeah. We, the next morning, we'd have been scooping the ashes with smiles on our faces. <laughs> maybe the afternoon. People might have slept in after that night. City might have shut down in the morning. What a time. Do you remember the, like, the Edmonton Sun had like the Edmonton's most wanted? No? What do you mean? No, I, I feel like it was like people that had been like committing crimes during the parties and they had their like pictures around like the frame of the newspaper. 
The day after we lost the cup? No, no, like oh, at some point in the playoffs. The yeah. I'll see if I can find it. But if that's true, that's awesome. Like if you if you were <laughs> crime awesome. If you were yeah, it can Connor, be. It's yeah, you nerd. <laughs> Imagine, I like imagine you're like running your circle of friends, like your first or second year university or college student, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm most wanted in the Edmonton Sun." Like that gets you some pretty good credit the next uh, the next like kegger or whatever, and uh, out of the bar with some ladies. Oh my god, you're so cool. You do crime. Did you break a bus station? Oh, very cool. Here's my number. <laughs> That's how we talked in those days. <laughs> the numbers are just flying. That, yeah, that was a spitting image yep. uh, impersonation. I of know Wanya, the girl Wanya in 2006. <laughs> yep. Go mm-hmm. rev your engine for me. I like that too. You guys, we're gonna find that that copy of the uh, the Sun, or maybe I just made it up. Hopefully, a texter can let us know. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. We'll take a break. When we come back, the host of this show, Jason Greger, will join us. It is the Jason Greger Show on Sports fourteen forty, brought to you by Play Alberta, also streaming on Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook. Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, Wanya Gretz with you here. And on the Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook channels, we are coming to you live from the Ewell Studios, ewel.ca, brought to you by playalberta.ca as well. If you're going to gamble, make sure you use your game sense. So we are going to get to Jason Greger in just a second here. But first, we're going to get to another edition of the Ski Report. The Sports 1440 Ski Report. Your ski report for Friday, December 29th, brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. New Year's Eve just a few days away, and skiers and snowboarders can only hope we get a little more of the white stuff come 2024. But New Year's Eve at a ski resort can be about more than just the conditions as fireworks, parties, and, of course, the torchlight parade down the hill takes center stage. While many resorts do a torchlight parade at New Year's, the biggest of them all in Alberta, at least, is at Mount Northway in Banff. Due to its close proximity to the town site, the best place to see the parade is downtown Banff, making it the most watched torchlit ski in the province. Northway currently has all lifts open and 46 runs in operation. Louise and Sunshine, Banff's other two resorts, also with all lifts operating and the majority of runs open. Marmot Basin, all lifts operating with the exception of the new Knob Quad Chair, which was expected to be open in December, but looking like 2024 will be its debut. The Eagle East area in Marmot also still closed. Nakiska, 51 runs open, and down in Castle Mountain, the entire mountain open, but very marginal conditions, particularly in the high alpine. Throughout BC, all major resorts now open as Red Mountain and Rossland finally got their gates open for the season yesterday. Marginal early season conditions are unfortunately the norm in most Western Canadian resorts, so if you got some new equipment for Christmas, you might want to leave it at home for the time being. Around Edmonton, hills are open and operating on holiday hours, which might differ from their regular times, so check out each individual place's website before heading out for your last ski of 2023 or your first of 2024. That is your Snow Valley Ski Report. Well done, Brandon. One take. That's all it took for you to drop that little ski report on us. Every time. Every time. They, call me, they call me uh, the one take wonder. Onezo. They call you a one, lot of things. Onezo. One guy. <laughs> Buddy guy one done. Just, yeah, lots of names. Uh, we are trying to track down Jason Greger. If not, that's okay. We'll find a way to uh, power on. He deserves a day off anyway. So uh, if we don't get a hold of him, we'll make it work. Uh, text coming in here to the Jiffy Lube inbox. one 401 
One time a long time ago, Gregor and I were out in the town having fun, and in the morning, he was staying on the couch at Wanya Manor, and there were people throughout the house, and everybody was waking up, and I go to the fridge to get an orange juice, and I just hear, oh, buddy, and he sits up in the couch, and he'd <laughs> slept through his entire television. He had a morning show, I think, at the time he was doing on Global or somewhere, and he sat up straight, and the first words out of his mouth were traditional Jason Gregor, yeah, buddy, basically, and he'd missed his own show. Oh, no. This is the second time I've seen Gregor miss his own show. On the phone? Like, is that, was he like on the phone? Like, no, he was supposed to be like in a studio. Did someone called him and he's like, oh. No, he just woke up. The internal chronometer kicked in. That is, uh, that's never a good feeling. Unfortunately, it does happen. It's happened to our morning show a few times with guests where people have slept through their segment, uh, including Jason Gregor <laughs> a couple Fridays ago. Uh, it was after the like the 8 o'clock our time start, and he was obviously down post-game getting uh, uh, audio and whatever. So we gave him a pass on that one. But um, Speck last week, because uh, no, he's on with, on with us at 8 o'clock, he was out at the ca- out at the lake, and he's like, I never set an alarm. I never sleep in this late. And then I woke up at 8.10 was like, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something right now. So he got on it with us at 8.40, so no harm, no foul. Um, our own Declan Kruger slept through a 7.20 hit with us one time to talk some college football. AJ Jakubek down on I'm just outing everyone here, but uh, the good news is we don't hold it against anybody, except Declan. I think uh, Kevin still holds that one against uh, Declan Kruger. I mean, it's it's a big deal to go on the morning show. Connor was on this morning, and he, guess who didn't sleep through it? I set my alarms for 6.50 to make sure I was up and ready to go, like get a coffee beforehand. It's too darn early. I'm a big believer that time isn't real. It was invented by Wall Street to sell wristwatches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but the radio, it stresses me out because I know I have to be here at 4, and I know I can't show up at 4.05, and I know I can't show up at 4.10, and I know 4 o'clock is 4 o'clock on the radio, and you can't play around. So I get it. Have you ever worked a an early morning of course. Job? I'm like actually a morning, believe it or not, I'm actually a morning person. Okay. So I'm doing lots of work from like 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. most days. That's like my power hours. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm no. not a morning person. I was depends. nervous I was going to sleep in all day or all night. Like I kept waking up. Are you one of those guys who sets five alarms in the morning? And stuff no, like that? because I don't get that. I, I That's not me, but I will sleep terribly the entire night leading up to being up early in the morning. I only have one real rule to govern my life, and that is don't let an early morning flight ruin a great night. So if you're somewhere and you're doing something and you got to leave and if you're working on the road and stuff like that, there's a lot of people who will be like, no, I got to get up early in the morning. I can't. And the rule is you can't let an early flight ruin a great night. Trying to think, going like the strategy. I try to get like a mid-afternoon flight so I can stay in the hotel till 11 and then just go straight to the airport. So you haven't had a job that forces you to go anywhere. No, I haven't. Whoa. So I mean, Spec already kind of called me out on that one. It's a different when you know you have to be going. Like those guys, we went uh, two years ago. We went to all the games in Anaheim. Oh, no, 2017, sorry. Um, two years ago, six years ago. <laughs> and uh, I remember thinking to myself, like, this is so fun. We're having a great time. We kept going back and forth and back and forth. And by the second round, you're actually tired. And we're not playing the games. We're not. So like Gene Principe, guys like that, that are on the road with the team for like games and games and seasons on end. It's, I, I have a lot of respect for what they do. Oh, yeah, for sure. And look, I mean, a lot of the guys who do that aren't flying with the team. It, I mean, they might be now, but I remember uh, like Corey Graham when the Oilers went back to the playoffs so long ago, first round series against the Sharks. I mean, they're they're booking their own flights. They're, you know, flying commercial with the rest of us. And yeah, I get it. I get it. I'd be like, can't you put me in the luggage department in like a cage they 
take a German Shepherd on the road with? Just Why do sleep? I have to have my own plane? Put me down below. <laughs> you don't travel first class? Well, when I'm with the Oilers and my theoretical uh, journalism here, yeah, I'd be <laughs> insisting on first class. I've never flown first class. I've always wanted to, though. They mustn't let Spec fly first class, do they? He's probably got some sort of weird point system where he's got 12 trillion points yeah. and he's upgrading all the live long day. That's the life of Spec, I bet you. I wonder if he books his own flights. You're telling me Corey Graham had to fly his own plane. I had no idea. Well, he didn't. Fly. He did. I say that. Well, you inferred that he had to get there. He went commercial, own. but he. I, I do believe he did book his own flights because I'd walk into like where we'd prep, and he's trying to find out flight times and when to make it all work. He was reimbursed, I believe. But I've flown first class once from L.A. to San Diego on Virgin Airlines, and I was at the airport, and the lady said, "Would you like to upgrade to first class for free?" And I said, "No." And she was like, what do you mean no? And I was like, I do not want to because I thought there was a scam somewhere <laughs> in it. And I'm like, nothing's free. And it's like late at night and I'm in LA and I'm going to San Diego. She's like, sir, I will literally upgrade you for free into first class. And I was like, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know. I don't you want you to have my credit card number. So that was my brush with first class. Not, it was today, not lady. No. And well, then I did go in it and it was like 45 minutes of bliss. Wanye thought that like lady at the desk in the LAX airport was a telemarketer, basically. When I travel, if I get into paranoid mode, because at home, everything's under control. I know the people at the store. I know the people here, there, everywhere. When I'm on the road, though, if I get spooked, my wallet goes in my front pocket. I'll swallow my passport so no one can steal it. And I will not accept a free upgrade for a 45-minute flight to San Diego. Thank you. That's a quick flight. Just a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah. I mean, in that traffic, it makes sense to fly. They weren't selling first class that day. They were giving them away at the airport. What's the name of that highway? The 405? Or is that somewhere else? <laughs> I feel like I've heard that before. The, the highway, traffic on the 405 is You're thinking today. of the Californians skit of SNL. Is that the bit? That's not actual weather or traffic report, rather. That's just jokes. Oh. I'm sure it's a real freeway. Well, it looks like it's in Los Angeles. The 405? So you, you might be correct. Whoa. Am I wicked smart? Yeah. It is the interstate. A north-south auxiliary. There we go. Does it go to San Diego, though, or just from, like, through L.A.? Well, it has a Wikipedia page. Uh, looks like it goes down to, yeah, Mission Vejo. I don't know. Looks like it. With no Gregor, can I just add the other thing that's funny about Gregor is that on this sheet of what's happening today on the radio, I don't know what we call this sheet, but you have all the guests here listed, and you have at 520 Jason Gregor of Oilers Nation and Daily Faceoff. Well, first of all, isn't he of the Jason Greger show? That's how we introduce him when he comes on the Kevin Carey show. As Oilers Nation and Daily Fantasy? No, no, of the Jason Greger show. Secondly, isn't it strange? Aren't you opening a paradox by introducing himself to his own audience as himself? It's, it's confusing. It is confusing. I always like to say, you know, Jason Greger from the appropriately titled Jason Greger show. But Oilers Nation and Daily Faceoff, I don't know. It he just, does work for them, too. How do you think he came up with the name Jason Greger Show? A lot of brainstorming. Probably a full, like, uh, one of those, like, teams you hire in a boardroom. Focus to, like, group. Focus group. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happens by mistake. Yeah. I mean, like, wasn't it just, just, or just a game? Originally. And then evolved to the Jason Greger Show? That's the company name, is Just a Game, which I think is also intentional because those are the same initials. JG, JGP, Just a Game Productions, and the Jason Greger Show. I don't think that was by accident. JG, Just a Game? Yeah, I, I think that was intentional. 
I mean, there became a trend in sports radio to just go with the the host's name. You know, would you do it that way? I don't. I always thought I wanted to do like a show or a podcast called Pros and Cons. You know, so. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'd go with. So you're this close, but you, you might, haven't launched a podcast? Launched, I, no. I see. You'd need um, like a couple, like you could do it with like Schlemmer and Laddie or Eddie or, or Laurie, like any of our mini Sean Brown, any of our multiple former pro athletes that we have on the station, a couple of them and you, and you could call it pros and a con. But I don't want to do sports. I want to talk to professionals in weird jobs and like go deeper into it. Why? Defense lawyers. Brain surgeons. Why? Well, I don't want to. Do be you type- know a lot of these people? I know a brain surgeon. I don't know a defense lawyer, but I bet I could get one on pros and cons. Uh, what's the one with the big billboard? Billboard. Billboard. Uh, James H. Brown. Okay, you want to hear something about James H. Brown? They're great. I thought. Are they a sponsor? You're making a face. I, it's not a bad statement. Okay, but yeah. I always read it as Jamesh Round. <laughs> Jamesh B. Round. I didn't realize it was James H. Brown. I thought it was Jamesh. And I'd only read it written down, and then somebody said it in an Oilers telecast, James H. Brown. Like you'd only see it as the website, <laughs> jameshbrown.com, like and you're Jamesh, just jameshbrown.com. Yeah, Jamesh Brown. And it was like a magic eye. Like my eyes realigned, and I could suddenly see the words for what they were. Galaxy brain moment for Jamesh Wanye. Jamesh Brown. Smooth brain moment oh. for Wanya. <laughs> well, now I got to look up their logo and, and see how this is. It used to be the back of the phone book. Yeah. Yeah. Jamesh Brown and there's like 900 lawyers in the firm so I figured one of them was Jamesh that would make sense they had us at uh, during the summer at their their suite at the Elks game amazing people so that's why you had that nervous face you thought I was going to put your Elks suite at risk by saying something about the firm <laughs> Wanya just tanks Connor's chance of ever no. going to the every suite. time I've beat Damn a murder right. charge Jamesh Brown wasn't involved I'm going to get back into that suite <laughs> They're great people. Great people. Great. James H. Brown is amazing. Jamesh Brown is one might call them. Now you'll see it. Now, yeah. And I mean, it's funny because if anybody saw on YouTube, they'd see my face like, don't say anything bad, please. No slander. <laughs> no slander. Can't slander a lawyer. They'll get you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I told the story. I was once, uh, when I was working at the grocery store, uh, <laughs> I was accused of slander. Yeah. At a grocery store? Well, there was a Facebook group page incident. And well, if it's written, it's liable. Yeah. But how do they know it was me? My account was hacked, I could have said. That's true. But yeah, they, they came at me with slander. So I, I think you always got to be careful. Ah, don't worry about it. You know me, cease and desist. The NHL have sent your old boy, Wanye. <laughs> I paper the walls at Wanye Manor with these things. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I doesn't do. bother me. I do know, actually, about that. Lots. There isn't a that. There's a them. And them? the them are many. We should get into that on pros and cons when I drop my podcast. I'm One in. Day. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get to Wanye's world. It is the Jason Greger show brought to you by play Alberta coming to you live on sports 1440, as well as Oilers nations, YouTube and Facebook channel. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. We are back. It is the final segment here on the Jason Greger Show, brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca. Have some fun tonight. Bowl season continues. You got NHL. You got the NFL weekend. Just remember to use your game sense. Connor Halley, Wanye Gretz of Oilers Nation, and Brandon Douglas here in the studio today as we wrap up this show. About 10 minutes left before uh, we're done for the 2023 year. So uh, why don't we just wrap it up with something nice and positive. Wanye's World brought to you by Action Electrical, celebrating 50 years in business, wishing all their staff and clients a healthy and prosperous 2024. Thanks for your support from actionelectrical.net. How many minutes are left in the 2023 broadcasting season? Eight, nine. Let's give away Oodle Noodle. Yes. Yes. If you have some positivity to end this positive Friday on a positive 2023 with the kids in charge of the show, because Uncle Gregor is out doing heavens knows what, text us 1-833-401-1440 and let us know what the positive things that happened to you this year were. And we're going to give away eight, two, four box meals to Oodle Noodle. Eight, two, four? Eight total, two fours. All right. I have actually... uh, just got into Oodle Noodle. Yeah, no kind of embarrassed to admit that. And I love it now. I'm like telling Ashley. Because you had one? So we yeah. You? We got to go back. I forget what I get. Uh, chicken, beef, no shrimp. Well, One of the little the little boxes. It's a combo box. And I say little and uh, it's lunch the next day. So it's kind of awesome. They Oodle squeeze noodles. a whole lot in there. Yes. It's delicious. So hit us up. Tell us what good things have happened to you in 2023. And we will pick two very positive people to have four boxes sent to them. Text it in. Best thing to happen to you in 2023 for free Oodle Noodle. one 401 the Jiffy Lube inbox. Well, Wanye, what was the best thing to happen to you this year? Best thing that happened to me this year, honest to heavens, Wanye Jr. is three years old. And this gentleman is, first of all, hilarious. Mm-hmm. And secondly, ever-evolving and hanging out with a three-year-old all year long. For a guy who used to watch people wave in the Wooly Bullies tree out front the window, <laughs> I have to say, was the highlight of my year. He's a good, good man. I look forward to 2024 with him. He's my top pick. Brandon, best thing that happened to you in 2023? Well, this seems like uh, almost uh, like unnecessary question uh, this job this station getting the uh, the chance to to hop on the airwaves talk sports for a living now right uh, obviously with the producing the kevin carey show you and i connor talking fantasy sports for an hour that is my job to talk about fantasy sports uh, and then even the opportunities like this to to sit in on a 
esteemed program like the Jason Greger show a, a couple times as spot duty and fill in. It's a, it's a real treat. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. And uh, this is without a doubt the best thing that's happened to me this year. Okay. I like it. Uh, Dean in Clairview says, I'm positive that my two beautiful daughters have grown into amazing ladies. Dean, that's a good thing that happens to you. I got married, so I have to say that. Legally. Like, legally, yes. Yeah. Marrying my wife, Ashley, was uh, without a doubt the best thing that happened to me in 2023. And then, you know, you know, in a distant second, probably getting here. You know, I mean, it was a pretty dark day. June, I want to say 15th, whenever it was, finding out that I lost my job laying in bed because my phone was blowing up on Twitter. I had randoms DMing me saying, sorry about the news. First thought is someone died. No, why would a random know that? You know, got the call eventually that we were shutting down, down the dial. But uh, hearing Gregor, you know, call me, give me the updates. Like, hey, we got something cooking. It's going to be a a group effort with Stingray and, you know, just a game and the Nation Network. So thank you, Wanye, for getting this going. And Gregor and Stingray. It, It has been probably one, you know, outside of the marriage, this whole thing happening has been pretty cool. We need sports radio. And Gregor not being here, we can actually say something nice about him to close the year out. (laughs) But, like, how many sports stations have shut down? How many have rebirthed, right? Yeah. Jason Gregor's a good businessman. He's a good radio, he's a great radio host, but he's also a a very good businessman. And I commend him for not only being able to get his own show back on the air, but to get all these shows back on the air. He actually got bigger when the radio station shut. And that's unbelievable. It, it almost, I feel like, gave people like kind of a, something they were so used to having, and then it was ripped away from them. And we had so many positive comments, not only when we came back, but when it all happened, like Twitter, and everywhere. My phone was just blowing up from people, you know, reaching out. I'd go to these Elks watch parties and talk to the people there. Like, I, I lost a friend that day. <laughs> it's weird to say that. You don't even really think about it, right? But people really, really care about sports radio in this town. Their teams are loved, and they wanna they wanna hear about it all the time. So I remember we went to the I think it was the Kevin Carius golf tournament actually. Gregor and I and Matthias Eckholm was two groups groups in front of us, and everywhere we went, all I could do was watch Eckholm because he'd just come to Edmonton. It was very exciting. But the amount of people that came up to Gregor that day and were like, "Sorry, Gregor is many things, and he does not want people's sympathy." And I swear, just to get people off his back, he was like, "I'm gonna start my own station." <laughs> I was like, "That's cool. Can I play too? I like the radio." It worked out. Worked out great. And we're on the YouTube now. The best. It's great. It's all work, and everyone's working together, and everyone's happy, and the listeners are happy. I think it just worked out fantastically. Oh, uh, this one from Phil. I love it. I'm. I, I don't. I wish I knew. I'm going to butcher this word, but he says I made the list, the transplant list. I stage four renal, 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 renal failure. And I've been in dialysis for 18 months. So, Phil, that's fantastic. Dude, you get the oodle noodle. Yeah. That's enormous. Well done. Congratulations. Congratulations. Man, that's good. Good vibes into 2024. One of those things that puts it in perspective. Very perspective. Life could be a lot worse. Good luck to you, sir. Uh, We've got a couple of people texting in. You guys coming back. Best part of 2023. Us specifically or Gregor? I think just sports radio on the AM dial as a whole. Cool. I like that strategy. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> butter us up a little bit, you know, try yeah, to get it in there. Darn right. Uh, what's your go-to at Oodle Noodle? At Oodle Noodle? Whew, tough one. I've been working for the company since 2009, and one of the things I was concerned about was that I would be eating everything on the menu in perpetuity. So I've actually tried only four or five different things. 
And this is so I can continue to work for the company for the next hundred years and not be sick of stuff. My favorite thing is the butter chicken on the menu, and I like to use a spring roll as a spoon. Not bad. Do you have a favorite? Beedo? Yeah, the the hot noodle box. Uh, And then sometimes they have the extra hot noodle box. It's like a special menu item that comes in a rotation. (sighs) And uh, when I was living in Fort for the past year and a half, uh, obviously the noodle noodle location there, I didn't go like super often, but, you know, once every couple weeks, I love to keep it in the mix. And uh, the guys there, they like knew me. They they knew every time when I came in what I was ordering. Um, In the Fort? Fort Saskatchewan. You, know, look, you got a the, location the, out there. The, the city uh, just northeast of I Edmonton. am embarrassed to say, as a partner of Oodle Noodle, <laughs> I forgot we had a store in Fort Saskatchewan. It's a great one, I'll tell you that. So uh, make sure you keep them uh, keep them rolling. Yeah, the Shout guy. out to Fort Saskatchewan and, and it, the Fort Saskatchewan Oodle Noodle, specifically. As, as always, the, uh, the role of Oilers Nation stickers sitting right there at the till to sling out that anybody that so wanted one. Um, yeah, the, the hot noodle box, though, so good. Chicken is the protein that I like with that one. Now, what is the butter chicken mac and cheese? Oh, delish. Did someone bring that up? Well, I did. Oh. Because every time I go there, that's what I look at. I'm like, it I get the combo. You. It tempts you? It tempts me every time. It's so good. You wouldn't believe this, but we have Oodle Noodle meetings occasionally. And we <laughs> say things to each other like, you know what's so delicious is butter chicken. And we all nod. And we're like, well, how can we make butter chicken into more dishes on the menu? Butter chicken <laughs> poutine. Yeah. Butter chicken mac and cheese. These are innovations in the butter chicken industry that Oodle Noodle is at the forefront of bringing out. It's uh, you guys are doing you're doing the good work there. We're trying. We make Noodle. one thing people don't know about Oodle Noodle is we make it all in Edmonton. We have two factories over by Rexall Place, and one is the Noodle Factory, and we make all of our noodles here in town. We make all of our sauces here in town. We make all of our tofu here in town. And you're saying, Wanye, did you guys just open a spring roll factory two doors down? We did indeed. We (laughs) bought an enormous spring roll machine, and now we make all of our spring rolls in town too. So Oodle Noodle is not only delicious, but it's truly made in Edmonton. And nutritious. Ish. Could we get a Oodle Noodle in the Stingray building we've looked into putting one in the mall we called it unfeasible you gotta talk to stingray that seems too big scale yeah just like a little kiosk right back here uh, like we connor and i will happily re uh, relocate where we do our work every day from the the bar here in the old palladium we'll move we'll go find some other empty cubicle in this vast uh, array of hallways and networks um, they can just set up a little little girl back here. Well, I will tell you what I told the leasing agent. We are either on the Santa Maria ship or there will not be a noodle noodle in the mall. That would be awesome. That, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be. Maybe we, one we, of the we submarines. Walk, we walk past there every day and where there's people out there, we're like, oh, that looks so fun. I know somebody got married on there and I always hold them in a high <laughs> esteem. I'm like, man, you got married at sea. Well, well I did a well, captain do it. No, no, no. But you can rent that for all sorts of things. Wedding, divorce party. Like if party, you rent it, you can probably do whatever you want. Shoot a in video theory, on it. I guess, as long as it's legal and public. We could do our show on there. We could. Live from the ship. Unbelievable. 2024 is going to be a hell of a year. I can feel it. It's ending on a good note, boys. <laughs> the show There's good vibes in here right now. Uh, Matt and Leduc texting in says, best thing in 2023 has been watching the Oilers skate through quicksand to start my year. My flames weren't much better, but the Oilers made it all okay. Well, Matt, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. You had me, Matt. I was thinking about you winning until you said your flames. Yeah. You get nothing. That was a bold one. I like uh, I like Phil making the transplant list. Dean had a good one. A couple people, like I said, trying to butter us up. Probably good effort. It's Phil. Yeah. We're closing it out in a big win. Phil, we appreciate you listening. We're with you. 
in spirit with your, what you're going through, Oodle Noodle is probably the least helpful thing we could do for you at this point. <laughs> but we're sending him out. And it's on Wanye, the best kind there is. Wanye, thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me, boys. That'll do it for us here on the Jason Greger Show. Big thanks to Cam Tate, Kevin Woodley, Paul Sir, John Hoven, Alexis Downey, Wanye, Craig Button, and Mark Spector for joining us here on the show today. Big thank you to Brandon Douglas as well. His 12-hour shifts are over. He can go home and have a little bit of a power nap before the Ducks whoop the Coyotes tonight down in Anaheim to everyone who tuned in today. Thank you. Check out the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get it from and uh, have a safe and happy New Year's Eve. Don't do anything stupid out there. Live to see another day and we will have you back on the show joining us on Tuesday. Right now though, let's get to a sports update brought to you by BIE Engineering, your structural engineering specialist whether you're in the process of a renovation or building your dream home, BIE can help you out. Go to BIEENG.com. Good night. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.